High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. It's Hook's Books here on High Noon. And I'm joined uh, by Susan Walsh, Marketing Manager at Dubray Books. And Susan joins me uh, every week at this time as we look at books, some of the ones I'm reading and uh, uh, more importantly, I suppose, some of the ones Susan is selling. So... What's coming off the shelves like? What's jumping off the shelves now? Well, at the moment, there is a, a great big trend in the, well, almost the mindfulness trend uh, that you saw a couple of years ago. Uh, last year, we had adult colouring books and they're still... What do I... Oh, you are kidding me. Adult colouring books. Oh, George, they were the big trend last year. Absolutely massive sellers. And but I haven't coloured a book since I was four. Well, I would highly recommend it, actually. <laughs> I mean, not only are we selling a whole range of colouring books, and I mean a massive range of colouring books. Every publisher now has a colouring book of some description for adults. They're... They're producing them on all different themes. You can get a Harry Potter colouring book. You can get an Orla Kylie colouring book, which is gorgeous. Vogue colouring book, Paul Dark, Moomins, you name it. So this is people yeah. who really want to be artists but can't. So you presumably these are numbers now. So if it says four, you put in yellow. And we, if it says three, you put in red. You can do the colour by numbers if you want. And it's not really just about people who want to be artists. It's just a way of relaxation. You can sit down and your mind clears and Couldn't you can you. you also Oh, trust me, it works. You, I mean, you're sitting down, you get a sense of satisfaction. I do it with my seven-year-old daughter, so we have a nice little bonding uh, session. Right. And Yeah, but that's not an adult colouring book. That's a child colouring book. I mean, no, no, we're doing the adult right. colouring books. Okay. Take my word for it. Right. It is a huge, huge range. And there's a new trend now also, um, which everybody is talking about. I counted up. There are nine new publications this month alone on Huga, which is the Danish art of living well. So this is the big trend and the catchphrase at the moment. Huga. Huga. I apologize. Huga. I apologize to all Danish people if I'm mispronouncing that. It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. Huga. No direct translation. Um, but Dan- what, what, what is Huga? Huga is basically the art of living well. And well, I'm living perfectly well and I haven't got any hygge. Well, you could be even happier. And I'd say you do do hygge. But how do I... How, but yeah. Basically, it's like comfort and happiness. So you're meeting your friends for a coffee and a Danish. Um, we all do it kind of unconsciously. Give me this, give me this hygge book. Give Have you got that. a hygge book there? It's right here. The little, so, the little book of hygge. Yeah. The Danish way to live well by Mike Wicking. Uh, or Meek Weeking, however the Danes pronounce eleven ninety nine. Yes. So um, it's basically a kind of um it's the presence of soothing things is how he translates it. So like cocoa by candlelight, cuddled up in a sofa, um comfort food with your closest friends, you know, getting back to nature, having beautiful I, 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 surroundings. I, I, sorry, I just have to stop you here immediately. <laughs> right? I'm not selling this to you, George, am I not? <laughs> No, no, you're selling it to everybody because everybody's buying yes. the little book of Huga, the Danish They're way to live well. That. Yeah. Now, this genius, who is probably a millionaire after all the books you've sold, do you know what he thinks is a great idea? Tell me. That he has discovered these Danes and nobody else in the world has discovered except Mick Wicking, right? <laughs> do you know what he's discovered is great? What? Sex. 
What a genius. What a genius. He's discovered that sex is a great idea. Oh, well, he acknowledges that everybody, we do these things. What the Danes do is make it an art form. They actually throw all their energies into your comfort. And I don't want to stay just on sex, right? But given that you're claiming the Danes have discovered it and have turned it into an art form, there is a book which you should sell in Dubrace and it would fly off the shelves called the Kama Sutra, which was written about 500 years ago and does precisely what Mick Wicking is talking about. Of course about. it always sells. <laughs> have, you, have you got it? Of course. <laughs> If I came in to you over in Dubray and Grafton Street, right, yeah. to ask for the Kama Sutra, I'd kind of sidle up to you and sort of look, is there anybody around, and then whisper in your ear, uh, have you got the Kama Sutra? And you'd say, yes, we have it in a plain brown wrapper here under the table. Why, George, we get asked for, I mean, the ple- the joys of working in a bookshop is that you get <laughs> asked for books on every subject okay. and we wouldn't bat an eyelid. So, so. anyway, your man says you in September you could go mushroom foraging. In October you could go for chestnuts. These are all things we know that would make us feel happy, but you really have to throw your energy at it to do it. Right. Don't Put away work okay. for a little while now, and embrace the art of who All right. Now, my guest is Susan Walsh, marketing manager at Dubai Books. Presumably more than Mick Wicking have written books on Hoogie. Absolutely. Hoogan. There is a whole range of them. That's one of the best sellers so at the you moment. So have, you have a complete yes. shelf of Hoogies. Yes. Or yes. Hoogas. Hoogas. Hoogas books. <laughs> there is. There's, uh, so what, what else have you got in self-help? Other than the Kama Sutra. And well, other. the other big trend at the moment is uh, fitness and nutrition to help you promote your fitness. So Dervil O'Rourke, who we all know. Oh, and yeah. I well, voted. Der- Dervil doesn't like me. I voted against her once in Sports Star of the Year on RT television. What were you thinking, George? <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> now, it, this is the fit Foodie, 1699 Dubray, Derville O'Rourke's Fit Foodie. Now, to be fair, you couldn't get a better person to talk about You really food. couldn't. Like, she really proved, like there, a couple of years ago, she brought out another book called Food for the Fast Lane. And it was basically when she had a look at her her performance as an athlete, she realised that her nutrition and what she was eating was a huge yeah, part of it. I have a very interesting, a, right, yeah. a very interesting thing for you. Sorry, I should let you finish your sentence, but I'm so excited by the prospect of tuna. And it, do you pronounce it quinoa, do you? Quinoa, yeah. I've, we've, quinoa. Quinoa, Mark Thank Simpson, you. my editor. I never mastered yeah. that. Yeah. Well, Ingrid and I have discovered quinoa. It's absolutely brilliant in salad. So I'm glad Dervlo O'Rourke has discovered it, it is in the fit. Super food. Another brilliant one, lemon chicken stew. Yes. I think lemon and chicken is much underrated. Oh, no. beautiful. So there's really lovely recipes in here. So if you're looking for a bit of new, you know, a bit of inspiration and you want to eat healthy, this is But there's no great. running in this, is there? No, she does give you great motivational tips um, to kind of keep up. You know, if that's what you're concentrating on, you can use it as a cookery book or if you're definitely, if you're training or doing any sort of trying to improve your fitness, 
this be there's a whole range of books, but Derby's All right. is the best well, seller. I'll have to give her a call because I'm going to read in a minute now Coffee and the Athlete because of course I'm a forty cup a day man and The Hugo would approve. <laughs> well, I'm with her already. Buy good quality coffee beans, buy a coffee bean grinder and a press. I'm I'm absolutely with you, Derla. Well, there you she go. is now gone from number 10 on my hip parade to number one. Derbler Rourke, the fit foodie. The fit foodie. Sixteen ninety nine, worth every penny. Well done, Derbler. Quinoa. 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 And uh, coffee beans. There you go. You and go. lemony chicken. <laughs> Do you think you could sell my new book called The Catholic Diet, uh, which guarantees weight loss based on strong Catholic principles? Like the Stations of the Cross. Maybe we talk about that off air, George. (laughs) (laughs) That might might need a little work. (laughs) What else have we got here? Uh, Well, who's this Declan Coyle fellow you're recommending? He's a motivational speaker. He's actually a former Columban missionary, so you could talk to him about your Catholic uh, cookery book. (laughs) Um, But now he's a very successful businessman. He's a motivational coach, training, development. And a few years ago, or two years ago, he brought out a book, The Green Platform. The interesting thing is all the fellas who left the Columbo Fathers became incredibly successful. It must be something to do with the training for Columbo Fathers. Well, it could well. I don't know. Um, Declan Coyle speaks in his book, which is the new one called Living the Green Platform. It's a kind of follow on from his original. The green platform. Well, let me tell you something. Um, he, he, He has a hero of mine in the book. The great Scotsman, Eric Liddell, who Chariots of Fire, the movie was all about, he quotes Eric Liddell and he says, in the dust of defeat, as well as the laurels of victory, there is glory to be found if one has done his or her best. I live by that. I had never heard Eric Liddell's quote. You do your best. Well, this book is all about, yeah, the choices that you make when faced with challenging situations. You know, you can react negatively and you will get a negative outcome. Um, I'm not going to read any of those books. All right, because I'm so busy with all the other books you recommended, I am currently immersed in what is being suggested as the greatest thriller ever written, Nomad by James Sherwood. So am I. What do you think so far? No. I'm an expert. I'm James Swallow. Sorry, not James Sherwood. Um, I'm an expert on thrillers. Okay. An expert. Yes. The world's leading expert on thrillers. You do like your thrillers, which is. Yes. There is a kind of a thing with these thriller writers that they try, you know, they describe, he describes MI6's office in London, you know, yes. sort of 64 Dean's Gate or whatever he calls it. And you're supposed to believe that he actually knows all about it, whereas he probably read about it somewhere. It doesn't grab me in the way I Am Pilgrim, for instance, grabs, grabs you. you. Okay. Did you I, not I found... think I Am Pilgrim was the most grabbiest book you'd read in a oh, long time? Couldn't put down I Am Pilgrim. It is a great fast-paced reader. I got, I got quite caught with Nomad too, I have to say, to be fair, because I just thought, well, it was almost like, like reading a movie, you know, this. it's like you can really see 
what's going on? I can read it seamlessly that you can visualise and you're almost waiting for the big explosions mm, and everything yeah, to go I, horribly I, wrong. Yeah. Uh, so. uh, and then I have Neil Hegarty stacked up yes. to go next. I'm really, if Neil is That's this, completely uh, different to I'm, have to yeah, put. I'm really sorry, written. Neil. Uh, I, I'll get to it. But I start the first few pages. Uh, it's a bit dark. It is sad because, yeah. I mean, you can't deny... But let's not subject. review it before I read it. Right. But Nomad is a Hooks reading matter. Uh, Hooks books here on High Noon. We'll have another genre, I'm sure, for you next week with Susan.